Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Ladies, Bumble is in your corner. They remain dedicated and committed to supporting women, providing a safer space to build kind and meaningful connections. And the way they see it, every day is International Women's Day. So this year, to show their ongoing support, Bumble is investing in the next generation of women making moves for a better tomorrow. Make your move and join Bumble in supporting women. Visit bumble.com IWD. At Sea Cuisine, our chefs expertly craft and elevate our seafood. And why do they do this? So when this happens... Let's make something quick. We have to be there by six. Or when this happens... Leave dinner to me tonight. I'll make us something special. You can make a restaurant-quality meal in less than 30 minutes. Our teriyaki sesame salmon, honey chipotle salmon, and garlic and herb tilapia will help you step up dinner tonight. Sea Cuisine. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. And this is your episode three of Casey Anthony. What remains? What remains? Where do we end off? So at the end of episode two, we were basically at the point to where she's going to start really pointing the fingers at her daddy. Daddy. She's getting all the heat off of her. And she didn't come out right and say it, but she basically did, insinuating that her dad, she didn't call her dad a murderer, but she said everything all around it. Mm-hmm. So episode three, where does that kind of start off? Um, they start off in Orlando, which obviously that's where they are. Um, and they have a verdict. Okay. They have their decision. This is when they start talking about the public out or like the public is like everybody's just like so involved at this point. And they have they have announced that they have a verdict. They have a decision. And then. They go and they show they do this weird um, rearview mirror stuff like this episode a lot, but. I think it's just like a way to like reflect back on the past or something, but I thought it was kind of funny. So she goes and she explains what it felt like to be at the center of all of this. And that she talked about how terrible her three years in jail was. Cause she at this time had been in jail for three years. 
Um, she wouldn't wish it upon anyone. She described it as hell mm-hmm. um, and all this stuff. I remember thinking, oh, she's a victim again. Like mm-hmm. she, I, me, 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 like her daughter's dead, but she wants everybody to feel sorry for her yes. time in jail. Yep. Basically. Then the judge comes on and he says, Madam Clerk, you may publish the verdicts. And, of course, we get the not guilty verdict. Yeah. And everybody is shocked and appalled and everybody's angry and there's just an outburst. But... What Casey and her defense team are doing, um, they're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, hugs all around, massive team embrace um, since her innocence has now been proved. And, I mean, I would do the same thing. We got just hugs everywhere. And she makes it seem like now everybody knows I'm innocent. Like, I think she really thought everything was going to be okay. Like, go back to normal. She's innocent. Oh, she's a great mom again. And it didn't. She was hated more. She was hated more, and uh, she started to get death, death threats. threats. Um, it, so her... And the, rep- and the lawyers, right? Yes. The defense lawyers reported several death threats, and then they were trying to figure out, like, where they should go because mm-hmm. they needed to get her out of there this um if you are watching this is one of the pictures that went around it's a picture of an image with a bullet in her head oh. and it says keep smiling bitch uh with the forehead that big the headshot will be easier wow oh my gosh oh gosh um so one of those lawyers had to go to France. The female lawyer, like she was like, let me get my shit out of here and go to France because it got real, real crazy for her. Um, and then it kind of goes a little bit more. Yeah, they had to like leave. Um, yeah, they they all had to. Yeah, you're right. They all had to go and leave because there, there was nowhere. They couldn't stay there. She couldn't stay there. Um, and then the... It comes out that she's going to start living with this guy. Pat. Yeah, Pat. Pat McKenna. And, you know, the media is over here burying Casey Anthony. And so the def- this is when the defense team steps up and kind of helped her, helped her out on where to live. So he t- Pat McKenna took her in as part of his family. Um, I think the role was like no pictures. Um but she lived with him for free, and she said that it was the, the. Let me go back. It was the closest thing that she had to a real father. Yeah, yeah, I have that down too. Um, it says Casey has become part of the family and groups of friends, and she became like a daughter to him. Um, and they want they make sure to point out because they want to help us feel sorry for yeah. Casey that she didn't have anybody. Her friends turned yeah. against her. Her they said her family turned against her, but she turned against her family. Yeah, and everybody that was in her life before 
went and sold or shared every detail of every like minute that they shared. Yeah. Any, every intimate moment. Embarrassing or uncomfortable yeah, moment. Yeah. 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 And so, um, then they talk about how hard it was for her, them to kind of, um, build a relationship with her because she just was taught not to trust. It was, she yeah. was hard to break down. Yeah. And then she went to intense therapy and now she's cured, I guess. Oh, she's cured. She's pretty much cured. The, this is a clip of a guy who said one of the, this was a roommate to the one guy that she dated Yeah, says that, um, this is absolute, there is absolutely nothing that Casey could ever say to anybody that is going to make me believe that she wasn't in some way responsible or involved with Kaylee's death. And he was pretty adamant about his opinion. And then it starts changing towards yeah. the end of the episode. Um, they ask her if she ever gave Kaylee any Xanax, which of course she denies. So I still don't know. I still w wonder where Sandy the nanny came from if he, he said that the guy that I forgot his name the guy that you just showed mm -hmm. he said in one of these episodes that um we refer to he put it together uh-huh that when he when she said when it came out that she was saying Zanida Zanny was the nanny he put it together that because to him, Zanny is Xanax. Yeah. And she, nobody ever says she really said it. He just kind of put that into somebody else's head mm -hmm. and then people like ran with it. So I guess he kind of took responsibility for coining that term maybe. But I just don't, I mean, she went along with it though. Like this whole time, or for those 30 days, like went along with saying that Kaylee was with this nanny lady. Yeah. Like she, it was just... Oh, she talks about I know. why she does that. So we'll get there. So I do want to say that, like, during the trial, because <clears throat> we said that she got not guilty. One of the things that came up that they were, that helped her get that not guilty was that there was no evidence. Because remember, the prosecution was saying Xanax and then, or chloroform. Chlor yeah. yeah. Sorry, chloroform. And that she was duct taped at the mouth. Uh -huh. And the evidence for whatever remains that they had, there was no DNA on the duct tape. So that kind of threw out that that duct tape could have been over the mouth. Mm -hmm. And then um, also throughout that it was even part of the body. So they were saying, so it goes into the story of later on what they say, what actually, how the body was probably actually wrapped up mm -hmm. is that the duct tape was part of the trash bag, the trash bag. I think it yeah. was, I was kind of, con cause she was wrapped in a blanket in the one of the poop in blanket. A trash bag. Yeah. And so they were saying that the, the trash bag was actually duct tape. So, but with, because she was out there for so long, the duct tape was closer to her because uh, the trash bag, I guess, oh, had blown away. See, that's all. So that kind of rules out the story that the prosecution had for Kaylee, which made people think, well, yeah, there's they, really no evidence that sh she did tape up the mouth or, you know, the evidence doesn't fit their story. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, so then we have she's at the she's asked about the Xanax, and then she goes on to watching her parents on Doctor Phil. Um, so her parents are going, and they're they're doing interviews on different news channels and different places. And so w- what's happening here is George, Dad George, is telling law enforcement one thing. And then he's telling the media another thing. Mm -hmm. So he's telling law enforcement that he does believe Casey was involved. And then he's telling the media that he does not think that Casey was involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in this clip, it's just what, and you blamed her then and you blame her today. They're just asking questions. The dad said that he does blame. Well, he, he just goes back and forth. Um, I want to think that he has power. Oh, so then Casey goes on to say that he, her dad has had the same pattern for 11 years and that he's throwing her under the bus for what happened and for money. And he's doing it all for money. He's going on these shows for money and he's saying all this stuff for money. Yeah. And this is when she was like, why, why blame me for something I didn't do? Yeah. Why blame me then? Why blame me now? I wasn't the only one in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, why would it just be, which I can understand that too. Three people lived with Kaylee. Why wouldn't you rule out all three of those people so that 10 years later when she comes and points the finger, we have evidence that says, nope, actually, here's this and here's this and here's that. We don't have that. Um, was not the only one home. Um, oh, (laughs) then they start doing this animation thing again. Every leader wants their employees to live and work happily ever after. Thankfully, you don't need a magic wand or a fairy godmother to make that dream come true. HR, payroll, and workforce management solutions from UKG give you the tools you need to support and celebrate all your people. Make your fairy tale workplace a reality with UKG. UKG, our purpose is people. We scavenged. We stalked. We did things we're really ashamed of. Yellow Jackets, Showtime's Emmy-nominated phenomenon returns. There was some darkness with us. I thought when we were rescued that we left it there, but they brought it back with us. We hear the wilderness and it hears us. We hear the wilderness and it hears us. You'd be more excited to see me. Yellow Jackets, new episode streaming now, only on Showtime, and now stream Showtime on Paramount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Ladies, Bumble is in your corner. They remain dedicated and committed to supporting women, providing a safer space to build kind and meaningful connections. And the way they see it, every day is International Women's Day. So this year, to show their ongoing support, Bumble is investing in the next generation of women making moves for a better tomorrow. Make your move and join Bumble in supporting women. Visit bumble.com slash IWD. At Sea Cuisine, our chefs expertly craft and elevate our seafood. And why do they do this? So when this happens... Let's make something quick. We have to be there by six. Or when this happens... Leave dinner to me tonight. I'll make us something special. You can make a restaurant-quality meal in less than 30 minutes. Our teriyaki sesame salmon, honey chipotle salmon, and garlic and herb tilapia will help you step up dinner tonight. Sea Cuisine. 
So the dad starts to say that Casey belongs in jail and because of Kaylee not being here. And then it says Casey Anthony's parents did interview for money. Casey says she's lost everything. Uh, Says she's lost everything the day that she lost her, meaning Kaylee. Say it all again. So Casey is saying that the day that she lost Kaylee is the day that she lost everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like say that and then stop. But she kept on and she said every day, every day I live with a broken heart. Why didn't my dad call 911? Why did he keep blaming her for something she didn't do? Blah, blah, blah. We had this animation where she's looked like, all these memories are in these boxes and it sh- she's she's never looked through all these boxes because she's just protected herself. And now she's about to like dive deep into these boxes and have this big, you know, ha- like have to face all of her face, her past and stuff. It's just this weird and her reasoning for not talk about talking about this this whole time because it's too painful. Like. Oh, but not for her. I mean, it, yeah, for her. But she says she doesn't want to hurt her new family because she knows that her new family, when she's in pain, they're also in pain. So she wanted to protect Pat and all these other people that were on the show, her other lawyers that were loving yeah. her and the bald head black lady. She wanted to protect them, too. Um, That's so nice of her. But I hate, like... Why didn't Dad call nine one one? Why didn't you call nine one one? You call nine one one at the club. At the club, whenever <laughs> you spilling drinks on people. Yes, you did not hesitate to call nine one one. You you knew that number real quick. I mean, mm, you just can't with this person. Then they talk about there's this uh, a phone call between. I think this is the actual original call. The original calls, but they talk about the a call between Casey and George, um, and she goes on to say that every her dad was telling her everything that she wanted to hear, um, that Kaylee would be okay and she'd be home soon and they'd be a family again, and Casey just had to keep following his instructions. Yeah, instructions, follow instructions. Yeah, because she was basically brainwashed, mm-hmm. and. When we get to the trial, uh, or when we're going there, then they go back, talk about the trial, and talk about how George was the main prosecution witness. Like, he got on the stand multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times. He also testified before the grand jury. I didn't really know all of those things. Yeah, and, and I didn't either. And this, to me, is, and I think would raise... A red flag for most parents, not every parents, but his daughter was facing the debt like she was going to get the needle. Yeah. And the daddy is on the stand multiple times talking all the shit about him like he is helping them put the needle in her arm. And and what usually doesn't happen is once you before. 
if you have to testify, you're not allowed to sit in the audience in the courtroom. Oh. Because you can't hear what's going on, right? Because then you could put together things and maybe change your actual testimony. Well, because he was a um, relative of the victim or survivor of the victim, he was allowed. So he was there all during the trial. Then he got to get up and get on the stand. And who's to say you he wasn't like adding or changing his testimony to fit mm-hmm. the story? Ultimately, his daughter didn't die, you know. Right. Uh, or didn't get put in the death penalty. But I thought of Dahmer's dad, right? Mm-hmm. He was, he did 10 times more Kaylee ever did, right? He was still. He did 10 times more Kaylee ever did. More than Casey ever did. Dahmer's Dahmer, dad? Dahmer did. Dahmer did 10 times more of what Casey right. ever did, right? Yeah. But dad was still in his corner. Right. Bundy's mom got on the and, stand. Yep, testified. And um, tried to help him live. Yeah. Because he could help people, right? Yeah. I just... I've never seen a parent help put a needle in somebody's arm. This is why I think George, I'm not saying Casey is not guilty. This is why I think George is sketchy. George is sketchy as AF. Yes. I think the whole family's salt. This helps me. The brother is probably the only innocent one, and he's nowhere to be found in any of this. Yeah. He does get on the stand and say something that I think also helps Casey later on. But So... All this stuff is coming about. They're making, they're really pointing the spotlight on George's dad during, I mean, sorry, on Casey's dad during episode three. Um, he says stuff like, um, my daughter knows what's going on, but it's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have cops. Is that coming up? Like they're interviewing different policemen um, that were on the case. Well, I don't, I just, I remember this was just, they just focused on him and how many times that he was on there and testifying. Yeah. Um, and that Casey had no idea he was going to testify against her. Right. And then what what he had told the investigators was, what does it say? I dropped off. Oh, I was approached by her father. I don't know who's saying this. I was approached by her father, George, who stressed his concern that his daughter is holding back information. I guess this is That's the stuff that he's talking about. Yeah. To the investigators saying that she's a liar. Don't believe anything she says. All this stuff. So they asked one of the investigators. And then the next them. very next minute he's going on TV saying, I don't believe my daughter could hurt yes. anyone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They have a cop on there saying one of the cops that was oh, on the cases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were asking, like, did we, did you ever think George was a suspect? And they said, no, he seemed like a, a good dad, a good grandpa, a stand-up, honest guy. We had no reason to think he was a suspect. George is the one that um, told the police that Casey was the last one with Kaylee. So because George said Casey was the last one with Kaylee, that they narrowed their investigation on Casey only, which I think that's where it should be. And they also said nothing led them to believe that George was guilty of anything because he had an honesty about him. And um, so that's why he was not really a suspect. 
But I'm not worried about that. He was also never eliminated because he was never investigated. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's probably my biggest argument about this case because she would have no leg to stand on if they would have pulled. She's going to say it in a minute. Cell phone records. Yes. Coming up. Coming up. Um, yeah. In a little bit. But this, let's see, on... Kristen Patton, I think was her name. Yeah. Kristen Patton is a, she says, I love studying court cases. I love acquittals, especially. So this lady is a uh, citizen journalist um, and she wanted to solve the case. Mm -hmm. And she found contradictory statements that the dad made to law enforcement versus the media, which we've talked about. Um, Dad was the first one on the stand and testified multiple times, told the jurors that Casey had be had human decomp in the back of her car and he was the prosecution's key witness well this whole this whole uh the abuse allegations start to come up and they ask if he has ever molested his daughter and he says no i mean no. So who's going to say yes? I know. <laughs> so what I guess she says is that a child of abuse can compartmentalize mm-hmm. so much. And then that's what makes them a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. And that this is whenever they, What do they talk about? I guess then this is whenever they bring up the affair with this Crystal Holloway chick. And when was this affair? During the... She met... He met her... During all of this, right? It was a... At a... at a. I think they were... Wasn't there search parties? She yes. was part of like a search party or something. And so they just met like at the search party, at the table at the search party. I guess they were getting something to drink. That's how they met. And then they ended up doing the dirty. See, they didn't say that in the in the episode. They said that. She says how she met. All I saw was them. heard was it was an accident that snowballed out of control. That means you had sex. On episode two, it came oh, out oh, oh, that oh, this oh, is oh. how they had an affair. That they had an affair, and then it says like how they met, and it was. It was after all this was big in the news. She had helped go and do like a search or something for. For Kaylee. And that's how they met. And so they ended up going to a hotel and doing the dirty. Mm, Well, there you go. So I guess this didn't really sway anybody because... I mean, that lady up there, what what was the... She, yeah, she she helped them get Kaylee off, Casey off. Because she said that... um, the dad says it was an it was a Kaylee died from a horrible accident, mm-hmm. right? That makes the dad look sketchier. So if the dad, the more sketchy the dad looks, the less innocent, or it gives more reasonable doubts that Kaylee did it. So the whole Casey, pros- Casey shit. It's okay. That the whole prosecution story is that she did it. She's the murderer. She acted alone. She's a horrible mom. But all these other things are saying, wait, not, but 
they're not presenting any evidence towards that. They're presenting hearsay. She had a horrible lawyer. I mean, prosecution yeah. had a horrible lawyer, right? Prosecution. Ka the pros prosecution was horrible. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, and there was everything else that they're hearing gave them a reason to have a reasonable doubt. And I think side piece helped like. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Seal that deal. Yes. That's a good way to explain it. And then the whole like thing with the decomp in the car, like she said that she was like, oh, I just, I had some trash in the car and I forgot about it. And I left it. Yeah. And it just smelled like trash. It yeah. was a horrible smell. And the dad was like, it smells like decomposition. And then they're like, and, no, it didn't. But, uh, but somewhere else he said it smelled like old pizza. So he would go one place and says, oh, it just smelled like old pizza. Then to the police, he would say it smelled like decomp. And um, then she's like, well, he's a former policeman. Case, Casey said this. He's a former policeman. If it smelled like decomposition, you know the protocol more than anybody would. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you follow Why didn't you, yeah. any of that protocol? Yep. So, and stuff like that came up. <clears throat> and But this Kristen Patton's also like finding it and putting it all out there. On her yeah. Blog. And then the jury, somebody from the jury came out and they said that George had a selective memory and he had like speci specific things he would remember. Like, I think they asked him about what was, what do you remember what Kaylee was wearing the day uh, that she died? And he described it like to a T including the color of her shorts, the color of her socks and her sandals. Yeah. And they're like, well, what was your wife wearing that day? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So they thought that was interesting. Um, then we have, this is where we get to the phone call records. Um, they basically um, show that, what do they, sh they show, I guess, what did the dad say that she was at work all day? And then the phone records show that she was not at work all day. And then they go, but they didn't look at his phone records to see where he was all day. Cause they didn't even pull his records. And then yeah. they eventually go and pull, um, these searches on the computer and on the computer. She on somebody's computer, the term foolproof suffocation was searched for. And Casey says that she, that her whole family had the password to this computer, that it was her computer, but her whole family had the password. And then they go and they say, and then nobody had the password. So I, I we don't know who's searching it and what, who had this password. I think, I mean, this whole family is just a bunch of li lying liars who lie. That's all they are. Mm -hmm. They're all lying. They're all liars. Um, so this computer, they try to fill in the gaps of the phone calls and the time, but I mean, nothing, nothing is, nothing's adding up. And they asked the cops, why didn't you, did y'all ever pull his records? And they said, no. Yeah. Because they said Casey no. was like, okay, you have my records, but did you pull my dad's? My dad lived 10 minutes away. He could have easily left or worked 10 minutes away. He could have easily left work, went and did that search and gone back. And nobody like he could have done that in between that time frame of whatever that search happens. Mm -hmm. um, but there's no evidence to really rule him in or rule him out. I didn't realize that his car wreck was in 2019. But it is. His, her dad got in this car, big, huge Ooh. car wreck where he almost died. And that's what he had to wear. 
Did he commit? Didn't he try to commit suicide? Yes. They that didn't even bring that up. Out. They didn't even bring it up. That we knew that what from. What was the, it though? I know your episode. He had gone it. to a hotel uh-huh. and he was Wrote saying he was so depressed. And so he, I think, maybe took pills and tried mm-hmm. to kill himself, wrote a letter and all that, everything, but just said that he, because it was just like he couldn't deal with, like, not having Kaylee or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm, why did they not bring that up here? I don't know. Because I think that also can show, like, oh, I'm so um, upset about what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that, why they would have left that out. Yeah, that's surprising. Um. So in 2019, January, dad gets in a car wreck and then he goes on this, you know, Dr. Oz show and basically says that he wants Casey to forgive him. And then they're like, well, what do you want to be forgiven for? And she's like, yeah, what do you want to be forgiven for? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just, I just want her to forgive me. Whatever, like, whatever she thinks I need to. Yeah. She, Whatever yeah. she would tell me, like he didn't say, he was just like whatever she, she, thinks what, or says. It was very cryptic. Yeah, I want to apologize and I want to be forgiven. And but mom says right there, it was a horrible accident. Yes. During that clip, and so Casey gets all excited. She's like, "What? What was an accident?" So, I do think that was kind of. I think they're bringing out the things that are even sketchy. Let me see something real quick. Because now is the juicy. Also on this episode, right before we get to this, the the guy, the friend, the guy that they were interviewing, the one that kind of coined Zanny the nanny, mm-hmm. is now starting to change his mind about the whole situation. Oh, yeah. But once he found out that the dad did the... Um, all the testim- yeah, all the, the grand jury stuff. The grand yeah. jury and all this stuff. And he's like, oh... I had no idea. That changes everything. I need, can I have a break? Like, he just needed to take a break. And then he kind of, like, changes his tune about Kaylee a little bit. Mm. How much did they pay him to do that, you think? No? Just funeral. Okay. Do I have headphones? So. Then we get to this lovely little part um, where Casey apparently has never seen the funeral. I thought that was crazy. Like, I know you couldn't go because you were in jail. Yeah. But and she was like, it was supposed to be an intimate. She did not want it to be this big public spectacle. And then they have this like huge. They have like the biggest funeral I've ever seen. Like they're uh-huh. like scream singing and all like everything. They are doing the most. It's like black church. It is. I was like, are they at Joel Alstein's or T.D. Jakes? Yeah, I think they were. It was humongous. I think they had all of the evangelicals there. They might have even been with Gwen Shamblin. <laughs> Gwen Shamblin was there. Gwen was there, but and I saw her hair in the back. It was televised. It was televised. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it was. And and that's why it's like easily recorded. Okay, this part we're about to play for you. I, I do not know how this has not gone viral. This is how logic, but I think the logic behind this is when it's a big case like this, and if like certain news stations or certain entities like that church probably comped, like they probably said, if you allow us to have it in this church, we can have this, we could do this, and it'll be all free. Yeah. 
So instead of them having to come out of their pocket to maybe bury Kaylee, probably agreed to do it Mm -hmm. this way. Plus, they're already kind of liking the publicity behind this. Like, it's horrible publicity. No, yeah. Remember, they're on the boat and they're doing Yes. And, um, you know, okay, I guess I'll make my comment after we listen to it. Yeah. Quiet funeral. I stand here today proud to be the grandfather of Kaylee Marie Anthony, who not only meant the world to me, but meant the world to my family and so many of you that never got a chance to actually hug her, smell her hair, smell the sweet sweat when she came in from outside. Are you fucking kidding me? To hear her call me Jojo. I miss that kiss on the cheek, that special hug that I tell everyone it's so great to get a hug from someone, but to get a hug from a small child, that gives me energy like you couldn't imagine. (laughs) Keep it going, keep it going. That's not normal. She right. Nothing about that is fucking normal. You're outright telling the world that you're a pedophile. Not really. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to say how much I'm going to miss things that I won't be able to do with her because someday I'll be able to hold her hand again in God's heaven. I'll be able to take her in wagon rides. I'll be able to kiss her. I'll be able to smell her again. What are you thinking? A lot more things make sense. That's not necessarily a good thing. What things make sense? I know what he did to me. And that was my fear. I have one job to keep her safe. As a parent, that's your most important job is to keep your kid safe. As a kid who was abused, you don't ever want to see that happen to another kid, especially not your own. Yeah, so he's... um... That was so creepy. <laughs> There's nothing normal. <laughs> uh, and she's right. There's nothing normal. I did write on here that I saw me watching that personally mm-hmm. saw genuine reactions from Casey. Like I felt like that's genuine snot. She's sniffing. It sounded real tears. She did a much better job than Amber Heard ever did, ever oh, even yeah. dreamed of doing. She actually might be the next Aquaman. Yeah, maybe so. Or whatever that chick was. She's definitely going to be an Aquaman. She would do better. I think this, not just this whole episode, but especially that, did a, a lot for a lot of people. Like, yeah, I think it, it did a lot for even mainly 
people who have never heard of the case or like mm-hmm. younger millennial people, wait, Gen Z? I don't know. Whoever's younger than me, um, who maybe never heard of who Casey Anthony was and then this was their first like experience of her. Mm-hmm. I, <sighs> A little bit after this, they ask her, um, did she... Why didn't she get Kaylee out of the house? Uh Uh-huh. Like, if you knew what your dad did. They said, okay, so then they said that, well, did he have another affair? Yes. Yeah, an original affair. In November 2005, mom found out that she was cheating and she kicked him out of the house. Yes, so then she said that was the happiest that she had ever been because it was her and her mom Mm -hmm. and Kaylee and they were just living their best life in the house and then dad was kicked out but then dad got brought back in. Yeah. And then she said she never left Kaylee alone with dad because she was just so worried that he was going to do to her what was done to her. And that's why she made up Zanny the nanny because she said that she would leave the house, but want to take Kaylee with her, like be going to friend's house, but want Mm -hmm. to take take Kaylee with her. And mom was like, well, just leave her here. But she said she didn't want to leave Kaylee with dad. So she made up that there, her friend had a nanny named Zanny or Zenaida or whatever. Um, And, but she didn't exist. That was just her excuse to mom to not leave Kaylee there with dad. But what, how weird is it that there actually was somebody who lived in the area that was named Zenaida Gonzalez? I don't know. Oh, I thought a friend had, a friend did have actually a Zenaida Gonzalez or a Zany as the nanny, but it's the, and so she but went she and stole just stole the idea. Yeah, she stole the idea. She See? would say it was like a shared nanny. Was her excuse yeah, to yeah. her mom. Yeah, Remember yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other friend later on is the one that said is like, oh, there's no. She, when they found out that Zanny, the nanny didn't exist, that's when he was like, mm, because Zanny is actual Xanax. Yes. Um, So she closed up that hole of why she made up the lie about Zanny in her head. She closed up that hole. Mm -hmm. She also closed up the hole of um, because when dad came back in the house, she said she she wanted knew she needed to get her and Kaylee out and that she told her mom that she was still working at Universal Studios, but she was actually bartending and doing other things. And she was trying to get money and that way she could save up for a place to get her and Kaylee. She said it was good money. She had a lot of cash and she didn't want her mom asking why she had a lot of cash. Then I was like, bitch, why are you stealing people's checks? Oh, yeah. Why are you stealing checks from your mom and your friend if you have, if you're making good money? But this was her way of getting out. This is how she was going to get her and Kaylee out of the house with her dad. So there's another lie she just sealed up for us so that we don't have to question her about that, Caroline. That's so nice of her. I know. I know. She's very good at that. Mm. Are you go? So the it goes to the. That's my last picture. Jail scene. At some point where she's in jail and she's on the phone with them. Mm -hmm. And so after this, she says, um, 
Okay. She's on the phone with her mom. She's in jail. Her mom and dad are there. Mm-hmm. And she says that this whole time she thought her dad, quote, had kidnapped Kaylee and was keeping oh, yeah. Kaylee away from case from her. Yeah. That's but here's my thing. You're in jail. Like you're in jail. If this is the story, at one point do you not say, Dad, tell mom, I need to get out of jail. Like at one point do you say, I'm sorry, I can't be patient anymore. If this is real. Why would you not tell your attorneys anything about your dad? Like But you she claimed she loved her mom so much when it was her and her mom. Right. So if she if she trusted her mom, like she claims she was when it was them three, they were safe environment. Like at what point would you not say, "Okay, mom, this is actually what's going on. Like maybe confide in your mom a little bit, maybe not about the whole molestation, but you can confide in. This is what happened. Ask daddy. Daddy knows more than me. It's because it's not the story. What is the story? They also asked her again, do you think she could have drowned? And then she talks about the ladder and the pool and she couldn't have got up there because the ladder was not there. Then the tears come again and she says the only way she could have gotten in the water is if he put her there to cover up what he did. And that if I would have called 911, that the police would have saw that she was wet ruled it a drowning and not examined the body and saw that she probably was abused. That's a lie. They would have still did a damn <laughs> autopsy. I love, but the story's like changed now, you know, that was her story at the end of this episode. Yeah. What, but, was this, what do you mean? What's the story's changed? She's never said a story. Has she? Well, what was her, um, I mean, her story at the trial. She didn't. Or what was her argument at the trial? She didn't say anything. Jose Baez said that it was an accidental drowning. Yeah. Remember, she said she knew nothing about that. She knew that that never could have happened. She never had a story. This is her first time speaking and saying anything. It took her 10 years to figure out her story. Mm -hmm. It did. It did. Um. So... Pat McKenna comes back on. This is if I if you hadn't called her bullshit yet. Mm-hmm. To me, you call her bullshit again. So if y'all haven't watched it, and you, you might need to go back and watch this episode. Oh, because McKenna comes on, and he, Pat McKenna, and he's basically co-signing on George abusing Kaylee. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just saying if it was an accidental drowning and you didn't have anything to hide, why wouldn't you call 911? Like, what is the reason to not call 911 yeah. besides you've abused her and something else would come up in that autopsy? So this is what Pat McKenna saying. So he's crying as he's talking to Kaylee. And Casey. Casey, damn it. He's crying as he's talking to Casey. 
And he says, I've never told you this. He says, but I think that there could have been an accident during the abuse. And he goes, did he ever do anything when abusing you that could maybe cause like an accident, maybe cause like an accidental death? And she goes, yeah, he used to put a pillow over my face all the time. Oh. If I said no, he would make put a pillow on my face until I passed out. And he goes, oh, that could have been it. That's probably it. She yes. starts crying and then that's like, oh, well, they solved the crime. Yeah. So it's like, was she drowned or was she suffocated or like so they're saying that he was he got Kaylee out of the room when Casey was taking a nap. Uh-huh. Okay? And that he abused her and put a pillow on her over her face to muffle her screams. Mm-hmm. And that by the time he was done or got off or whatever, Kaylee was actually dead. Accidental. Like he didn't mean to. He just wanted to abuser he didn't want to kill her yeah so then he dipped her body in the water to make it look Look like like she had drowned drowned. yes and then when he showed casey kaylee's dead lifeless cold body she said oh oh okay okay well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get a tattoo and i'm gonna go to the bar and and, and now dad she's said him of being a kidnapper because remember she said yeah yeah so yeah so now he's the kidnappist so uh, so uh, her story has changed within the uh, within the episodes within the episodes yes 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 like it just goes everywhere and then she goes back and she's just like every day gets harder I wish this, I I wish that I could wake up and Kaylee's right next to me this. No, she's right next to me. She doesn't say Kaylee. No, yeah, she barely says Kaylee. The sweet little kid. It's just so hard for me. Me, me, me. I, I, I. I was such a victim. I wasn't there to fight for my kid. Bitch, you don't even know who the daddy is because you had rape gate and you've been all molested by every single person you've ever met. Everybody. And then it just ends with her going back to the house. That, I mean, this that I wish she, Caroline would have went to the house when she was in Orlando a couple years ago. <laughs> and she's crying again. And she says that she has begged her mom for for the ashes, Kaylee's ashes. Oh, yeah. Because she wants to scatter the ashes around all the places that Kaylee never got a chance to go. I never even got a chance to go either as a kid. Oh, oh. So then it had to go it's back, so back to, her to for It's a all second. about you, actually. Let's go back to that. Um, and uh, she deserves that more than just being placed on a box and a box on a shelf. Yeah. So that's it. There you have it. There Ooh. you have it. I want to know what you guys think. Caroline, I need your conclusions. Um, I think that the whole family is messed up and they all lie a lot. And Casey had definitely something to do with her death. Um, but I don't know about if the dad did. I know he was a weirdo and a and kind of like real creepy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he had anything to do with her death. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think Kaylee. I feel like she, I still feel like she gave she gave Kate because they don't even talk about what was going on for those thirty one days. They just say she didn't call police for thirty one days. She didn't call it, but they didn't. They just didn't go into. It how it should have been gone. She into. was gone. Well, the mom said in that initial phone because call, the she was mom gone. was like, yeah, because in yes, because she was actually not even at the house. Mm-hmm. She was like living with her boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. or like staying at his place this whole time. So that's why the parents are like, "Where's Kaylee? Where's Kaylee? We don't like what you took her. Mm-hmm. So why is she?" saying oh kaylee's fine kaylee's like she's now she's saying that she covered up this that she was pretending that kaylee was fine because her dad was telling her to pretend that it was fine because he was taking care of it all like it's so crazy yeah how much stuff they leave out in order to paint the picture Mm -hmm. that's why i was like i i'm missing so many there's so much missing from it but if you want to have your narrative then that's you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I do. I don't think anybody's a cold blooded murderer. I think that whatever happened, was I do. An and his name is Brian Coppa, Coffinberger. I think Sorry. that it was an accident, and it was, but I think it was an accident on Casey's behalf. Mm-hmm. However, that might have been. Um, this has taken so much of my life. Like I, I'm just trying not to like sift through it. Right. Like trying to predict something that's going on. I'm just gonna ask Jesus when I get to heaven. Like I'm gonna ask it. I'm like, a ton of other things. But um, I don't know that anybody's a cold-blooded murder. I do though think Dad probably was an abuser, and I think that. Um, Casey used that to her advantage. But just because you're an abuser doesn't mean you're a killer. So I think it's two separate things. The last thing that did come up at the end of this, brother did testify at trial. And this is also what helped got Kate get Kaylee off is because brother got on the stand and said, our whole life, every animal that we've ever buried. Was buried dog, in a trash bag with duct tape. Was wrapped in a blanket and put in a trash bag and duct taped together and buried in the ground. So that is exactly how Kaylee was doing. But that doesn't mean that Dad did it. I know. That yeah. just means y'all learned how to do it because exactly. y'all didn't do that. Yeah. So Casey still could have done it, but it still created reasonable doubt. And those jury rooms, man, it's hard to get everybody to convince. To mm. unanimously agree. Guys, tell us what you think. Yep, tell us what you think because that's all we're talking about, this stupid person. Yeah, done. Tired done, of her. Done, done. Over it, over it, over it. You're welcome. We hope you enjoy all three of these and let us know. Do you think she is guilty, innocent? George, guilty, innocent? What do you think? And we will see y'all for the next episode. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Thank you.